Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. A lot of the things that have been happening over this past year, whilst in many ways we can say that they were very much fear-driven yes. and control-driven and worst-case scenario-driven. Yes, very much. The other thing I would argue is that they were also very power-driven as well. Yeah. And all over the world as a result of the virus, as a result of the things that happened since the virus, we've <laughs> been really witnessing a fuck-ton of power struggles between... Oh, yeah. The people and the leaders, between the leaders and the leaders, between different <laughs> countries, yes. you know, whether it's uh, political, social, economic, mm-hmm. that we are witnessing power struggles all over the world. Yes. And I find that really interesting because so much of our own issues as personal issues have all stemmed from kind of this kind of notion of power that we learnt and was imposed on us by 3D separation. Very much. You know, there was a right and a wrong and someone told us what was what. Yeah. Someone told us what was right. Someone told us what was wrong. And we then had to follow. And, you know, we discussed this a lot in season three, episode 10 about money and power and how, I mean, we've spoken about it actually in season two as well. We speak about, you know, the links between money and power a lot. Yeah. But really it's about power and survival as well. Oh, very much. Because we lived within that sort of hierarchical structure in 3D, right? And it was in everything we did. In religion, there was always a hierarchy. Yeah. In society, there's a hierarchy. And in government, clearly, there's a hierarchy, right? Yeah. So that's really what 3D was about. And what's interesting is that the more we enslave other people, the more powerful and free we are. Oh, very much. Yeah. And and, And what underpins that hierarchy... Is money. Yeah. Right? So money always fed the power. We've been taught that everyone has a price. Everything has a price. Everything. So throw money at any problem and that problem will be fixed. Yeah. If you don't have money, you can't fix anything and you are sublimated to living to other people. If you do have money, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Well, that's certainly the perception, although exactly. money itself, I mean, enslaves people, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it totally enslaves people. And at the end of the day, you know, as we've said many times, like the one thing about money that's very interesting is that the more you have it, the more you feel you need to hold on to it. Yeah. You know, and I know some people and it's funny because I initially judged them for this. Mm-hmm. And actually now when I think about it, it's kind of bullshit. Okay. That they make, they spend what they make mm-hmm. to enjoy life. Yes. Right? And I was like, oh, why aren't they saving? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Why aren't they? And when I think about it, it's, that's an abundance mindset. Whatever comes in can come out. I'll be fine. Yeah. When we talk about freedom and money and power. Yeah. In what, the more meta sense. In like the more in meta the sense. larger global yeah. way. Yeah. Freedom has always been a comparative word. Oh, absolutely. I know I'm free because the person next to me is less free than I am. I know I'm free to follow my heart because the person next to me is really fucking scared to do so. Therefore, comparatively, I know I'm free. They're much more stuck than I am. They're much more stuck than I am. Yes. And then on a bigger scale of I know I'm free because I order the drink and someone else serves it to me. We enslave others to ensure that we're freer. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of having what we were discussing in the last episode, which was all about compassion and accountability and mm-hmm. being able to say, you're on your journey, I'm on my journey, which is what oneness is. Yes. We're both on our individual yet collective journeys. Yes. So you might be not free in this aspect because you're working through something. But in many other things, you are probably a lot fucking freer than I am. Yes. <laughs> You're probably yeah. out there living your best life in a way that yeah. I am not. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm stuck in FOMO. I'm stuck in a toxic relationship. I'm in a toxic relationship with myself. But at the same time, it's no one's fault that that's the way that that is. Because we've all been enslaved. We've all been enslaved in 3D. We've yes. all been brought up to believe the lie that there is a right and wrong, that yeah. there are rules and that we won't survive unless we follow them. And that there's a hierarchy. Yeah. And the hierarchy always pitted people against one another. Yeah. In order to ensure and preserve its power. Because mm. we could never be in oneness if we, and we could never be in our own power if we were constantly trying to take it from someone else. In order for me to thrive, you cannot. Mm-hmm. In order for me to get what I want, you must be not getting what you want. Yeah. We can't both just get what we want because we both want the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Or we both are experiencing it differently, but we're getting what we want together. If I'm disempowered, then I'm going to make you feel disempowered. Yeah. Because then that's how I empower myself again. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because actually from, again, like just... Like, I don't know why I love talking about relationships, but when we talk about it from that kind of level. <laughs> yes, you do love it. <laughs> Just own it. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that what I've been finding recently is that it's actually the opposite. So if, for example, you want to get closer to someone, you want to be more like you want the relationship to thrive. Mm-hmm. Coming from a place of I'm going to withdraw from you so you miss me mm-hmm. might work for an hour or a day or a week, mm-hmm. but it won't work long term. No. Putting love in that situation. Right. Lead by example. Yes. Instead of leading by punishment. And fear. Because yeah. that's ultimately what that stems from. Instead of I'm going to make you unhappy without me, I'm going to enjoy being happy with you. Mm. It's very small, wow. but it's really big. It's very big because it's a true act of maturity. And it stems from what we were talking about in the previous episode. Accountability. Compassion and trust what's going to be more long-termly harmonious bunch of people who feel they have to act a certain way despite the fact they don't want to in order because someone else told them to Mm -hmm. or a bunch of people making a choice to all live a certain way because that's what feels good what's going to ensure a new society and a positive harmonious life is it people doing what they don't want to do and secretly resenting and eventually protesting about it Mm-hmm. Or is it people being able to feel free and loved enough between themselves, others, and the wider collective so that everyone really does feel more harmonious? What's yeah. what's going to be the one that works? Well, obviously, you know? we know the answer. But right now, in 2020, and for the past several years, when we've been seeing these power struggles sort of play out and play out, in order to get to that space of harmony, we've really had to burn out the pain. We are all fed up. We've all been fed every up for sing- a long time. Every single one of us is, to one degree or another. What is freedom in 5D then? What is freedom if it's not money and power and all the tenets of like kind of the 3D, so were they money, greed and government? What is freedom? And religion. If- Don't forget religion. Yeah. The majority of our mythologies and our relationships and our concepts of the deities have so much to do with that hierarchy as well. 
yeah. and man's struggle with the divine, right? Mm-hmm. Something out there is bigger than me and is in control of me. Exactly. And I still need to prove that that's not the case. What does freedom in 5D look like? I live according to my values because my values are in line with the divine, which is I'm a peaceful person. What I do doesn't hurt other people. What I do is to serve the collective by my actions and my words. Does that mean I'm virtuous? No, we cannot be labeled in 5D. It's just that everything we do from our purpose to our being is an expression of our most divine selves. And when you say most divine selves, what you mean isn't we're going to sit on a mountain and um till oh, we're blue please. in the face. Let's not. Let's just not like, anymore. Please. Our most divine selves is looking for bliss, looking for pleasure, looking for peace, following our heart's desires. Yes. Doing so in a way that lights us up. Because our divine nature isn't to control others. Our divine nature really is not to turn other people into our puppets or servants or enslave no. them to us. But also when you say serve the collective, I think it right now still has quite a lot of connotations with it. Oh yeah, true. Which okay, means so a, why don't a we... life of service because oh, I know no. even when you say it before, I almost go, I know, I really cringe with that word too because mm. it's like, ooh, you know, we have, because we do have very 3D connotations and ideas of service, right? Because yeah. service is enslavement. Yes. And as you said, and you described earlier in the episode, we always see that if somebody is serving us, then they are lesser than, and that's not true. Right? Because service can be leading by example. Yes. By following your own heart and doing whatever you want and you inspire other people to be fearless and do the same. That's the biggest service we can ever do. Oh, yeah. Because the more you transcend your shit, the less inclined you're going to be to hurt others. Because we're only hurting others when we're in pain, Mm. when we're in separation. Again, when we are not connected to our divinity. From January, I mean, here we are in December. I don't feel like we're just going to be dragging our asses across the finish line like like last year. (laughs) But one of the things that I thought was really interesting and a little disheartening and just sort of something to watch was just how quick people were to judge and how quickly they condemned others. Nobody was showing the least amount of understanding. And I thought, God, if we're going to move forward people we need enough already enough with the polarity and the separation you've hurt me enough times that i'm gonna have to hurt you back and as you said unless you've injected some love there where's the harmony where are you going to move forward you can't you can't when we hold a lot of fear that i will get swallowed up if i am vulnerable if i'm truly myself i will get swallowed up by you yeah From the personal to the meta, that's how it's always worked. And we're wired to believe that. We're wired to believe in our disempowerment. Yes, it is. It's total bullshit. There's no freedom when you act out of fear. In oneness, we cannot have the perception that anyone is different from us, right? So we know that at our core, we are all the same. We are all just expressions of the same life force. Exactly. And that's the very beginning of the compassion story. So if we hold on to the idea that one kind of person is somehow better than the other, doesn't matter what makes them better, because we know there's no such thing, or that a particular incident happens that furthers the separation, we will never get where we need to go. And so your comment earlier about how whenever you inject love, it changes the outcome, right? It changes the experience of it. So... 
every time there is separation, there must be an injection of love. No matter how much people feared, it doesn't mean that it had to be a certain way, even if fear told you it could be. So basically, this is the better version of indulging the fear or choosing love for yourself. It's indulging the collective fear or choosing the collective love. Yeah. Okay, and that's freedom? That is freedom. And so when we say that freedom in 5D comes at its own price, it's not a price to be paid by the soul. As in, I'm going to trade or sell my soul in order to be secure or whatever so I can have my freedom. It means understanding that own, the only way you can be free is to live in love. And that's that seemingly, like that price or that compromise, if you will, means... It's to not indulge the fear. It's to not indulge the fear. But how fucking difficult is it to not well, do you that? Well, you have to deal with, you have to transcend your own craft. Exactly. And that's what they mean by it coming at a price. Dealing with your own crap is hard, 100%. Horrific. Awful. But it's also the biggest gift you can give to yourself, regardless of whether you get freedom or not. Stepping out of a world where you think you're wrong and embracing a life where you are you is amazing. It's amazing, but for some who come from um, particular mindsets, it demands that they step out of their victimhood, as we spoke about in the previous episode. And yeah. for many, they don't see that how that would serve them. Or how it's even possible. Yeah. So freedom in 5D is the freedom from attachments. It's the freedom from ego. It's the freedom from labels, right? And when we free ourselves from ego, from labels and attachments... That's really where absolute freedom is because the color of our skin, our gender, none of that shit will matter. But when you say attachments, do you mean people? No, not really. No, it's the attachments to my ego. Okay. And all the, it's the attachments to like material things, all these things I think I need to have to prove to myself that I'm good. Uh, so it's <laughs> Your okay, mind fine. goes to relationship, Rhea. You cannot help yourself. That's hilarious. I'm convinced like, that I'm, I'm convinced the price is always going to, the price I pay is always, have you noticed where I go back to? Yes. The price I pay for my happiness is losing everyone else. No, it's not. It's all those things that we think we, we need in order to prove our worthiness or we'll tell others that we are worthy, right? Mm. Or deserving or lovable or perfect or whole or that we matter or that we're virtuous. It's freedom from ego is ultimately the experience of freedom in 5D. Well, freedom from ego is basically freedom from all the ways in which you think you should act in order to prove that you are worthy, in order to hide the fact that you don't think you are. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, freedom from ego means knowing that you're good enough, that nothing outside of you can define you. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.